You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. Grover's Bend. It's just a speck on the map of the universe. Transform. They get a different class of tourist here. Company's coming. Noisier. Pushier. They're turning this peaceful little town. Elevate. Those hungry hairballs from outer space are on a roll. Let's just get help. Oh, who are we gonna call? Critter Busters? Oh! These guys are great. And they'll eat anything. We're gonna end up tomorrow's leftovers. There must be hundreds of them. Critters 2, the main course. You got nothing to lose but your life. And after the main course, <laughs> here's you know. your 80s revisited dessert as we talk about Critters 2. Uh, spoiler, Daniel doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen his face during the... <laughs> no, I, I made the face because I think that the that sheriff is, is the that dude at the end, yeah. I would guess. Tune in last week, to, <laughs> and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But anyway, of course, Critters 2, the main course, the follow-up to last week's episode on Critters. And as usual, and normally, I am Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. And our bounty hunter producer returns, Jesse Sedgley. Transform. Transform. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Back to talk more about the Critters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just get it over with. That brought back some childhood memories watching that you see? trailer. Good so. ones? Eh. Memories. <laughs> yeah, my my uncle touched me during yeah. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have... Whatever. Which was good. <laughs> but it was that movie, so that was bad. No. It, <laughs> this one, like its predecessor, released in April. This one released on April 29th, two years later, 1988. IMDb 5.2. An eighth, uh, 0.8 less than the original, which got a six. Rotten Tomatoes, 33%, 37% audience, which took a big drop with the critics with this second, uh, with this sequel. However, the audience, not quite a big hit as far as uh, general approval goes, so to speak. Uh, starring pretty much most of the people from the original. But this one was directed by Mick Garris. He also directed Sleepwalkers, uh, 90s Stephen King movie about cat people that were afraid of cats. Or... <laughs> I think they turned into cat-looking things where they were afraid of cats. Something like that. Cats were a factor in it. That was like their kryptonite. Uh, he also uh, directed Psycho 4. And he, he also wrote some... You gotta, yeah, you got his writing shit up. Yeah. He actually... He's written a lot of stuff. <laughs> he was writing shit up? Yeah, like uh, The Fly 2. He also wrote Critters 2 as well. Uh, did some amazing stories. Hocus uh, Pocus? Come on. Uh, oh, well, that is worth mentioning because it's the only time Sarah 
I almost said Sarah Michelle Gellar, which would be totally wrong. But uh, Sarah Jessica Parker actually looked good. She's <laughs> not horrible looking in Footloose. That uh, was her young, young days. Uh, I don't no. think she was. She was pony then. <laughs> Pon- horse is horse. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but I mean, it's it, to me like, and Hocus Pocus around uh, Halloween was on TV a lot. I'm just watching like. I think that's overblown looks, a little bit though. I mean, I'm, the movie's dumb, but she's no, fucking about, gorgeous in it. No, I, her look in general, I think it's overblown a little bit too much. Okay, have you seen the website where they have pictures of her next <laughs> yeah, to but, an actual horse? Yeah, but you could do that with a lot of things if you really where found the right shape. Find it on the internet. No, I'm saying Sarah I think Jessica Parker looks like a horse.com. I don't think it's no, it's not horrible people are making it out like it's just, oh it's just I mean, flat out it but no I, I will clarify she is not ugly there you, she's not atrocious that's all but I'm she's trying. also okay her me, face is long yeah. to me the problem is you look at her in hocus pocus that's a childhood memory that i experienced yeah. numerous times in the bathroom by myself <laughs> to that movie and then you look at her now she's like hey let's eh. find a horse that's turned the same way hey look at that one that's dead on <laughs> YouTube, our YouTube viewers can see that. Perhaps. <laughs> anyway, I was just trying to give her a little defense. Hey, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I would not kick her out of bed, mm-hmm. but I would have a picture of her hocus pocus face taped right. to her face. <laughs> just kidding, everybody, because I would not have sexual relations with her because I'm happily married. My wife and I love my wife. Although I'll get, I'll tell you a story when we get to the Back to the Future part Ooh. about like. You know, real, you know, guy stuff. But anyway, tune in later for that. Uh, Critters 2, yeah, directed by Mick Garris, like I mentioned. Uh, it was written by Garris with the screenplay, but also a very underrated and very creative writer by the name of David Toey. Uh, you might not know that name. You might. If you know that name, kudos to you. You get, a, you get 1080s revisited points that are worth nothing. Uh, but he also wrote uh, Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, <laughs> and looking at more horse pictures. No, uh, I'm looking at Wilford Brimley. Oh, <laughs> Wilford like Brimley Cat. cat. <laughs> if you got diabetes, you might look like a cat. But uh, anyway, where was it? Oh, uh, David Toy. Uh, he wrote Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, uh, the recently released Riddick, which was a disappointment, unfortunately, but also The Arrival. He also wrote Water, uh, Waterworld and also the Harrison Ford classic, <laughs> The Fugitive. So he's a very, uh, he's written a lot of stuff that I like, uh, put it to you that way. Uh, and starring again, reprising his role as Brad Scott Grimes, of course, from Band of Brothers and. What else did I say? Robin, the Russell Crowe, Ridley Scott, Robin Hood. Uh, Terrence Mann returns, as we mentioned last week. He is in every single one of them. Uh, of course, he's the star of Broadway shows like Beauty and the Beast and Les Mis. If you missed last week's episode, uh, Dan Opp- Don Opper returns as Charlie. Again, the only thing he's ever done with his life is playing Critters, which to uh, Daniel, that's a terrible thing, but to me, it's not too bad. Uh, and then starring the lovely, very lovely Cynthia Garris as Zanti. Which he was also in Sleepwalkers, which was also directed by the mm-hmm. guy that directed it. Uh, and also Lynn Shea as Sally. Uh, probably best known as the mother in Something About Mary, but uh, recently she was in Insidious 1 and 2. That's not his, his, her mother. It wasn't? She I mean, wasn't. It's just a roommate. Oh, my bad. Uh, Might have even been a neighbor, but it wasn't the mom. My B. Seen that movie twice, yo. <laughs> Once was in the theater, though. Put it to you that Never way. watched it in the theater. You probably weren't old enough to buy tickets when that movie came out. I, I, might have, I might have just made it. I was eighth grade. But uh, anyway, she's one of those like we talked no, about. No, was ninth grade. Like ninth. we talked about last week with uh, M. M. Emmett Walsh. She's like, she's got bit parts in yeah. hundreds of movies. In fact, like her acting, like her number of acting credits is like in the hundreds. 
because it's little tiny bit rolls and this and that. And that's about it for the cast, yeah. just so you know. Uh, well, of course, you mentioned the guy that played Harv. I didn't write him down, but uh, where is he on there? Uh, Barry Corbin uh, took over the role that uh, M. Emmett Walsh played in the original, but he was in No Country for Old Men, like we kind of briefly talked about last week. We be- we're guessing because we don't remember him from it, but he was probably Tommy Lee Jones's He's right. the friend he was talking to at the end. Oh, it was Northern Exposure, too. I like that show. But it was an 80s, so... War games. Go series. down to No Country That's and true. see uh, what his character name was. 07. Let's see. Ellis. Ellis. Maybe it was. I think it was. Uh, I remember Tommy Lee yeah. Jones saying the name Ellis. Yeah. Hey, you got some coffee, Ellis. Blah, that's blah, blah. vanity. Yep, that's it right there. Talk about the cats. Yep. That is him. Good memory, Dano. Thank you. Hats off to you, if I had a hat. <laughs> Headphones off to you. <laughs> I get here. But, uh... Like uh, much like with the first one, there's I, I really dug for to find some dirt or some just you know some recollection of a cast member about you know how fun it was to be in part two of Critters, and there really wasn't jack shit. <laughs> so there's not much to say about anything like that. But uh, I guess before I go into the, my main top point of discussion, I should ask you what did you think of this movie, Daniel? I mean, but if we listened last week, we kind of already know. Uh, I liked Critters one more. Wow. <laughs> okay, okay. You like Xanadu simply because Olivia Newton John's in it. Yes. And the fact that what you get to see in this movie didn't up this a little bit to you? I would if I'm totally single, that would be the one that I would have a night with. I would marry Olivia no. Newton John. I would much rather see You'd fuck her. Fuck I would, Mary no, Kill. But, fuck Mary Kill. Yeah, that's okay, I was making sure, yeah. Because I think we had a discussion about that when we got yeah, the letters yeah. wrong or something. But I would rather see... Or I did, not you guys. I'd rather see a gorgeous Olivia Newton-John for... Every day of your life. An hour. Yeah. Oh, in the movie time, mm-hmm. rather than, what, five minutes of screen time? So. Yeah, but you didn't get but, to see Olivia Newton-John's ta-tas! Yeah, but like her face... Full is, frame. Yeah, the, I didn't expect that. That was, like, the <laughs> biggest thing. Also, there was a... I, I can't stand old Ginger in that movie. With, with his little... <laughs> Stud. Oh, gosh. You know, I think he took that earring, because I noticed this in the first one. I think he took that earring off the dead Billy Zane. Because <laughs> Billy Zane's character had that same little just gold ball, uh, it's weird-ass earring that I guess that's cool. that was cool in the 80s. Nope. Yep. At the, at the end, spoiler <laughs> yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> whenever they were coming out, what's that game you had? Or I think you had it, where if you roll over something, it comes a part of the ball. Yeah, uh, Katamari, the Mice, yeah, the Marcy, yeah. something yeah. like that on PlayStation 2. That thing mm-hmm. was, that was pretty cool and when it went over that guy. Yeah, that's the best part <laughs> of the movie. The, yeah. like, the worst death, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I didn't care for it in the slightest. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. much like the first one, uh, yeah. my opinion is pretty much the same. It's just, it's just fun. I just, again, kind of wonder silly. what you would think of this movie never watching it until you were 30 years old. Honest, I mean, again, can't say for sure, yeah. but knowing my taste, the fact that revisiting it now, I liked it still, I would say I'd like it. Mm-hmm. Probably not as much, because again, you know, there's something about those movies that when you're a kid watching them late night television, a that kid, stick with you, you for the rest of your life. There, There is. Yeah. But again, like, like, I haven't seen Critters 1 or 2 probably in at least 20 years. Like, to be, like, I haven't seen these movies in forever. To be perfect. And well, it's I, the same I didn't thing remember... Like, Oh, go ahead. With like family matters or just Gilligan's Island. I like Gilligan's Island. That is the stupidest yeah, I show. TBS again. Used to play it every morning yeah. before school. I'd watch it. Is this what you grow up with? Especially if you have, if you have a good childhood. If you're there's, there's not like 
weren't demons in your childhood back in the day where you, but if you had which I did have a good childhood and just those a lot of the things you liked then you just continue on with it yeah, but I mean you the, know it's dumb you know it's stupid yeah. but it was a party it's that nostalgia factor I mean this movie's not going to win an Oscar I mean let's mm-hmm. face it 90% of the movies we do on this podcast don't win Oscars mm-hmm. but they're still fantastic you know great movies no matter what time frame you watch them most of them I probably would have liked this movie if I watched it when I was young Yet, but uh, the thing is, I watched this. I know I rented this movie a lot, but I did not remember those full screen titty explosion. I just did not expect. <laughs> like that. I was, shocked. I was like, I do not. I'd have no. And you'd think, being a kid, that's something you would yeah. remember. I just remember the big giant ball of critters. Yeah, that was the main I thing remember I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's whatever. why it stuck out in my head. You so see much a little bit of her butt too. Oh yeah. Mm. I remember that part. When no. I went back to her, I was like, oh, yeah. Here we oh, yeah. Go. <laughs> and the thing is that what would have made this movie, like, I would have given it an extra two points on the score is if he did turn into Freddy Krueger. Yeah. That would have been, like, so, like, Robert Ungman, like, hey, you know, he's sitting there talking to the critters as Freddy, but he's a bounty hunter. That would have been amazing. Because they obviously had to pay for the rights to have his picture in there, I would assume at least. Well, actually, no, this was New Line. Part two was New Line, so... They could have done it. I guess, you know, they just didn't well, want they to... Would have had to make some calls. Give the money to uh, Robert Unglund. And I, I think it totally skipped over what this movie made, by the way. But just so you know, the first one had $2 million estimated budget. This one had 4.5 estimated. Opened at 1.8. So 200000 better than the first one. However, domestically, it only grossed 3.8. So <laughs> yet, there's still two more of them after this. It's kind of odd. So, which makes me think that mm. the estimated budget is probably a little inflated. Or maybe rentals were pretty good. You know, I would assume, because, I mean, that's how I saw it. I saw it from TBS and then mm-hmm. renting it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, this has the most nudity of any PG-13 movie I've ever seen. Wow. I mean, name a PG-13 movie where there is full front, not full frontal, because there's no uh, Wicked Garden on screen, but, <laughs> I mean, the titties right. come out. I mean, it's not it's, it's no it's not tastefully done like you know you kind of can get away with like in Titanic or whatever yeah, it's just... but it's and then she walks around topless for about five minutes and it's fantastic <laughs> yep. and she also I guess when he turned when he took on that female role he was also able to become a seamstress because after exploding out of his suit he kind of mends it pretty quickly and then but wearable. why would he know to mend it you know I know he, he the thing is he walks <laughs> off or he she it, it walks off and Lee yeah <laughs> God rest its soul, because... She could add in a car wreck. What? Oh, the actress? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She was 33. Oh, really? Oh, I looked her up. Oh, I did too, but I didn't look for a death (laughs) date. I was like, what else has this bitch been in? Nuh-uh. No, what's her name? Uh, It wasn't Cynthia Garris? What was her name? Oh, maybe maybe it was. Maybe it was. Okay. I just took your... I don't know. No, it wasn't. She's not... You actually have to go to more actors, like load full. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, and then go to like... It says Lee... Oh, there oh, it's Roxanne, yep. Who the fuck was Zanti then? <laughs> maybe that was that maybe that was his girlfriend. Whatever. Anyway, well Roxanne Cajonan was the uh the hot chick yeah. that I incorrectly identified earlier. But yeah. Nineteen ninety three, injuries from a car accident. That's terrible. Mm. Let's see, blah 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 blah. Nothing but no details, just February fifth, nineteen ninety three. Playboy Playboy Centerfold. Gorgeously to life, complete with a staple in her stomach. Oh yeah, that was that not hilarious? Because he's copying oh, yeah, what he yeah, sees, yeah. and yeah. the staple was in the middle of the centerfold, so he <laughs> had the staple and yeah. he pulls it out of him. That was all. You know, it's little things yeah. like that. 
But yeah, yeah uh, you you have pretty much a Playboy model naked in this movie. PG thirteen. Yeah, it was nice. It was very nice. It was something unexpected and made made it jump up a little bit. She's <laughs> also in Tango and Cash, by the way, which we'll cover eventually on this podcast. But yeah, that was probably the best part of the movie aside from the giant critter ball. Critter ball was pretty cool. And here's the okay, here's the deal. We didn't really get into some of the ludicrous plot in part one, like we kind of touched on about his bomb making skills. But in this one, if uh Ugg could turn into a giant critter and lead him the whole time, why don't he just do that from the start? And just turn into a critter and like, hey guys, over here. He didn't have that, one, that once, desire once to avenge yeah. Lee. <laughs> he wanted some titties. Yeah, once the titties are gone, it sent him over the edge. <laughs> that happens with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Lucky he didn't get shingles from that, but you know, shingles, traumatic incident, you can have an outbreak of it again. Yeah. Science fact. But anyway, uh, I like we were talking before, I really like this movie. I think I like. It's this is one of those movies where the universe it exists in is pretty ludicrous, but it all all the the crazy things that happen kind of fit in the theme of the universe. If that makes any sense. Like uh, another example would be sort of like Riddick. You know, everything that happens in that universe feels cohesive to that what they're trying to do with that story. Like there's mm-hmm. for the most part, there's really nothing I can think of offhand that sort of breaks the oh oh now somebody can do this in this world. You know, it's to fit a plot line or a story point or anything like that. They kind of have a mythology to the world. I'm not saying Critters has a mythology, but, you know, it's cool with alien races, how the Krites are like a... In a sense, Critters are like cuter versions of the Xenomorph from Aliens. In a sense, because, like, you know, the galaxy doesn't want them. They're they're sending bounty hunters to kill them with gigantic hip guns and stuff. Mm. Uh, But it's a little more family-friendly, and it's got titties. And they (laughs) unite into a giant ball and... This, you know, and I also thought about this. This must be where Ridley Scott must have watched this before he did Prometheus. He's like, I like the fact that the ball rolls and people run away from the ball in a straight line and somebody dies. I'd like to do this in Prometheus and have a ship fall and people run in a straight line from the ship. Yeah, that dork was in it. Eddie Deason. Oh my God. He was, okay. I thought I recognized his stupid, stupid voice. No, he's in Greece. That's what got me. He he's the nerd in Greece. Yeah, oh, yeah, though. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but <laughs> I anyway, like Greece. Okay, Sorry. Polar Express. It's a great holiday movie. But that stupid kid, that the annoying Eugene kid is his name in Greece. Yeah, yeah. that's the know it all. Yeah, like hey, hey, I think I've got to go over here. That's fucking him. I hate this dude's voice. <laughs> I despise his voice. <laughs> his voice is like if like you know. People sometimes hear a voice like, you're a voice on the radio, and like, wow, that dude must look pretty cool. Like, you know, he has a mask and voice, and then like in Wayne's World 2, it's like, oh, hey, it's Handsome Dan. And he's like the <laughs> ugliest dude ever, but he's got like the most masculine Dan. voice. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting at This dude looks like how his voice sounds. Annoying. Yeah. Annoying. Sorry, I mean, if you're listening, I appreciate you listening. But, hey, I mean, you're a movie, so you got that going for you. And mm-hmm. we're not, so our opinions really don't matter to you, so... Don't go kill yourself or anything in this age of bullying. What is that? Oh, uh, just some interview. Yeah, but anyway, glad you brought the, glad you brought that up because there was something else to talk about because there's really not much <laughs> else to talk about about this movie per se. But uh, like I said, uh, I gave the first one an eight. I give this one an eight. I thoroughly enjoyed. I enjoyed this one more watching it again recently because I remembered much more about this one again aside from the titties which I know right oh by the way one of the guys the dad of uh, Mr. Morgan Sam Anderson 
he's the guy on Force Gump, the principal. Like, ee, ee. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. Well, I mean, is anything related to Family Matters, Forrest Gump signs, or uh, <laughs> No Country for Old Men? We know that split second you can pull it out of your head. Willow. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But uh, no, um, I gave it an eight. What would you give this one? You gave I the last one, what, a four point or three? What'd you give it? 4.2. 4.2. So what would you give this one, which you didn't like as much? You gave it, a, what, a four? Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you don't have to apologize to me. Apologize to the poor child that's listening to this podcast. And he's crying because his hero, his podcast hero, Daniel Santangelo, didn't like his favorite movie. If I'm a hero to anybody, send me a... AsiaVisit.com. Because that's that's not going to happen. Hey. About your daughter. I yeah. should be a hero. Well, uh, she can't write in. <laughs> she can't Yet. send it. <laughs> it's coming. She will. But uh, anyway, sports. Yeah. <laughs> Sports Rewind. This one's a little bit different than normal because I'm like, you know, I go through things. I go look at their birthdays. Some. And so I looked through birthdays for April 29th, which is when Critters 2 came out. And the number one is Jerry Seinfeld, which is a good number one. Number two is Jay Cutler. Okay. Out of all the birthdays, you know, I'm like, oh, Jay Cutler's number two, then it's probably... Not a high list of people that are born yeah, after on April twenty ninth. I don't like Jay Cutler in the slightest <laughs> bit. He's like he's not as bad as Trey it's not as bad as Trey's dislike for Aaron Rodgers, but I don't care for him. Double check. But then I started to look through and I'm like, these are ridiculous sports people that should be way ahead of Jay Cutler. I guess it's what have you done for me lately? Like, right, like we right. talk about. Number seven is Dale Earnhardt, which is one of the top I would say top three NASCAR drivers ever. Yeah, I mean uh, he's he's a person who even if you don't know, I don't know what what's about his NASCAR. number three yeah. oh three. See, you barely oh, watched NASCAR that. and got that. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's three. He was. I mean, uh, let's see. I'll, I will name every NASCAR person I can name right now. It'll take five seconds. Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Done. Richard <laughs> Petty. Yeah. And the chick. Danica. Patrick. Danica Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Jeff Gordon, maybe a lot of people. Oh, I mean, I've heard of him, but I but mean, Tony Jeff Stewart, Gordon. Yeah, but, but it, for him to be seven, Cutler to be two, go, go down, Jesse. There's more. Well, I, I do think it, it bears mentioning that Michelle Pfeiffer is number three. Yeah. Andre Hubba Hubba. Agassi is number fourteen. This guy what is, is this order. I don't know why they. I, I was by comparison. Be, let's uh, also say that Master P is number four on this <laughs> list, <laughs> and Uma Thurman yeah, is six, and Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. The male Meryl Streep. David Lee Number is, nine. is right past. David Lee is a basketball player. I, he, he played for Florida in college. I don't know who he plays for in the pros. Um, nobody, you can't name a lot of people that would know who that is. If they just saw a picture and he said, oh, that's David <laughs> Lee, and they didn't have anything written. Who, every, almost a ton of damn people could, uh, you know, Agassi. Oh, I know yeah. what Agassi looks like. He used to have long hair, and then he starting to lose his hair, so he started he, to he, cut it. Shave that mullet off. <laughs> It's just that, that was funny. There's Family more. Member. Go down a little bit more. <laughs> oh, never mind. There wasn't more. <laughs> Carney but, Wilson. But just in general, there's a lot of a lot of people that were born on April 29th. Isn't that, that are, uh, Hef's wife? Christine oh, Harris. I guess. I think it is. Oh, that's my sister. That's your sister. <laughs> yeah. Engagement, but they did marry, yeah. Oh, okay. Just says gold digging wife. Maybe you yeah. need to look her up. <laughs> I'm sure for a... You know, a couple bucks at Playboy.com. You can see anything you want. Duke Ellington. Simple tour. Who is Amy Heidelman? She looks familiar. What band does she sing for? 
She sings for Carmen. Oh, that's right. Uh, YouTube fame. Yeah. Thought she looked familiar. But anyway, that was birthday rewind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was a happy birthday. Wait, was it? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that, I forgot mind. how happy birthday was. <laughs> okay, I'm one of those people when there's a birthday party, I don't fucking sing it. I'm just like, eh, hey, hurry the fuck up, let's eat cake. How does that song go? The, <laughs> the sacrilegious candle blowing. So is happy birthday to you or to Happy him? me birth. Happy me. A of you to me. The main thing with that sports rewind is I hate the fact that Jake Cutler's number two. Yeah, yeah, I guess it should be number one. It doesn't even say what, what this order is. Well, let's go to just go to. It a could be order uh, like the hour they were born. <laughs> well, it used to be like in terms of the most searched or popular. Go to go to like another birthday just for just somewhere in April, right okay, up let's there. Go April thirtieth, the day after. Number one, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Okay, out of the ones based Kristen on Dunst. here, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, that's funny. The two guys from Big Bang share a birthday. How yep. about that? Hmm. That Good makes it really that. easy, like off camera when they film that day. Yeah, just one cake. Wonder Woman, <laughs> Gail Gadot, Gadot, Oscar winner Cloris Leachman. Uh, yeah, man, it's yeah. okay. what a boring day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Nelson ain't too bad. All right, go ahead. I, I wonder if he sings happy. Like you know, think about it. If you're if you're a singer and it's your birthday. Unless you got another singer, you know, a friend, an acquaintance, a professional acquaintance at your birthday, maybe you should just sing it to yourself. You know, does like, Willie Nelson want these other people to sing for him? You know, y'all don't sing for me, man. I'm gonna sing. He calls the band in. They <laughs> do the whole. We're just gonna do a damn concert right here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's interesting. Uh, let's see. In the real world, April 29, nineteen eighty-eight, a day before Aloha Airlines flight. Okay, actually, let me preface this. When I was in school, did anybody ever hear the story about how, like, you know. An airplane was flying in the cockpit, and the thing ripped off, and a stewardess got sucked out. Nope. You never heard of, like, a story like that? I'm sure it's happened. Like, you know, Well, this is the actual story. Yeah. Yeah. But it actually did happen, and I remember hearing about this in school, and it was one of those things I've always thought was an urban legend. Like, just somebody, yeah, oh, yeah, the roof ripped off, and somebody got sucked out, which, of course, a roof could come off of an airplane. You know, and obviously, anybody not strapped in would get sucked the fuck out. Uh, But anyway, yes, it did happen. The story that was told to me on the playground of fifth grade did actually happen. Uh, and it was Aloha Airlines Flight 243. It loses several yards of its upper fuselage while in flight, killing one person, which was a stewardess who got sucked out of the plane. And actually, if you go to the Wikipedia page or you look it up, they actually show a picture of it. And it's what a flight. Is that again? Uh, Aloha Airlines Flight 243. Oh yeah. And that ripped off during flight. That's pretty scary. I mean, imagine how being that in happen? that seat. Like, how does just a little section of it rip off? It, I couldn't find any information like how far into a flight it was or like, you know, if it like happened, they turned around. But I'll be damned if being in one of those seats with no wall in an airplane. I mean, I've seen Alive. Have you seen Alive, the movie Alive? Uh-uh. Okay, there's a scene like where as they're crashing, spoiler alert, in the first five minutes, the plane crashes. But, uh, I know. I and know it like rips about. off and you yeah. see them like, I mean, it captures the horror of a plane crash pretty well. And like you yeah. see the seats break off and people fly out. And that is like my, like, I, I don't mind dying, okay? But I don't want to die and be terrified of what's about to happen before it happens. Wow. What was the flight number on Lost? 187. Was it 243? 815. 815. Okay. Oceanic. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm sure it means something. 
Not but even yeah. close. <laughs> anyway, right. just so you know, if anybody ever heard that story, you know, and thought maybe it was a hoax or a myth, it actually happened. And if you uh, Google the pictures, Aloha Airlines Flight 243, you will see how fucking terrifying that would be. That's what you get first class, people. <laughs> yeah, don't fly Aloha. <laughs> fly United. That way you just crash into a building. Yep. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, for the Back to the Future, uh, last week I was going to do some a couple of current movie reviews, but of course the Oscar nomination circumvented that. But uh, this week I was just going to give a uh, do what I was going to do last week and just give a couple of quick impressions of some of the movies that I did see, which were the Oscar, some of the Oscar nominated ones being uh, Dallas Buyers Club, Wolf of Wall Street, and American Hustle. Uh, in a nutshell, all great, all worth seeing. Dallas Buyers Club was the best of those. Uh, however, there's a chick in Wolf of Wall Street. Her name is Margot Robbie or Robbie. She is one of the sexiest women I've ever seen in my life. Worst seeing the movie. In fact, I told my wife, I said, baby, I love you to death, but I now know how you feel when Hugh Jackman walks on the screen. <laughs> now, I will say this. If you, like, if you Google her or whatever, it, it's, the way she looks in this movie is like what makes her attractive. Like She has kind of 80s and early 90s hair. Guys, I, women, ladies, I'm sorry if you know, I'm boring you right now, but this is, this is important for dudes. You should see the movie like, and for her. There's a couple of sex scenes. There's some scenes, scenes, a couple of sex scenes. There's some titties. It's really nice. But she is, uh, the bad thing is, she talks with like a Jersey accent. Uh-huh. Like, why are you doing this, Jordan? Why are you doing this to me and our family? And it's incredibly annoying. But then again, you don't need that. <laughs> don't need it at all. But anyway, uh, she was, I looked her up just to see what else she had been in because I found her very attractive, as I mentioned. But uh, she was in that, speaking of airplane, she was in that short lived TV show with Christina Ricci, uh, Pan Am. I was about like 60 stewardesses or yeah, something the last like two episodes. Like, yeah, at least. But uh, she was in that. But she was in Wolf of Wall Street, and she is incredibly gorgeous. I totally have like a – like, you know, when you when you watch Willow for the first time, I'm like, wow, she's like so yes. pretty. Like I've, I have a total schoolboy crush on her right it's, now. Yeah, it's uh, – the one movie we just talked about. Uh, Olivia Newton. Xanadu, when, yeah. I, when I saw her. Like, Margot Robbie. I assume it's Robbie. She's Australian. Again, you have to see her in the movie. Like, cause I, these other pictures, I'm telling you this now, not because I'm like trying to justify why I think she's hot, but uh, like her other picture, like if you Google her, like you don't get the full impact of how good she looks in that movie. But she is exceptionally gorgeous in that movie. I had to adjust my fly, as Tone Loke would say, several times. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. That's about it. For Oscar stuff, check our last episode. But of those three, uh, they're all definitely worth seeing. Killer performances in all of them, uh, but Dallas Buyers Club of the three is the one I would most recommend checking out. Very good film. And that's pretty much it for that. We did your rewind. Don't forget, everybody, if you uh, want to check out Critters or you know pre-order The Wolf of Wall Street or any of the other films on Blu-ray or DVD, you can go to awesomepods.com, click on the Amazon link, and do all that right there, and we get a small kickback. It doesn't cost you anything else. just helps keep us on the air and stuff. We're watching the funniest-looking plane <laughs> crash I've ever the, seen. The reenactment. Acting. It's like whenever he, they hit the oh, it's ground, like it's deep. like you know, it's like okay, shake the thing. I wonder if they're actually. I wonder if that's rear projection where they're actually seeing that, or if it's like it might know, be, superimposed later. Watch, watch the way he shakes right here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like convulsing, and the copod's like eh. yeah, like oh, we hit a bump. He's really overdoing it. She, she, not so much. But anyway, uh, go to awesomepods.com. Uh, check out some info on our shows. You can. Follow the links there to go to Amazon. Buy anything you want that we talk about today. Also, check out our other shows such as Geekly Dose, Dual Attack, Jesse Sedgley Podcast, Why Don't You Know This, Frog City Report, and many more to come. Uh, and next week, 
next week's movie. We're going back to high school, Daniel. It was a great time in my life. Fast times? Oh, no, not yet. Something (laughs) better. I'm going to ease you into fast times, but we're going to combine sort of the high school genre next week with another genre, sort of a sci-fi-esque horror genre as we go back to school with Michael J. Fox and his problems of growing hair in very unusual places. (laughs) Puberty's a bitch. That should have been the the tagline, Teen Wolf. I've watched Puberty's a bitch. There we go. (laughs) Or a wolf. (laughs) <laughs> the wolf of whatever street he's living on. Can I do the movie after that? Sure. You can, can, do I it go ahead, can I go ahead and do it right you want now? Two ep- Whoa, go ahead. We're going to do the Tim Burton epic Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, it, you heard it. <laughs> Next two weeks are lined out already. Do I need to get your copy of that or do you have your own? I think I'm pretty sure I have my own. Okay, because I do too, so <laughs> just checking. But yeah, next week, Teen Wolf. After that, <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So tune in then. But until then, I remain Trey Harris. Daniel San Angelo. Jesse Sedgwick. Cowabunga! I'll scoot. This show and more on Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods. 